What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin's Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Gus. <laughs> <laughs> is that die? Or are you doing die? Yeah. Yeah. Bring you all perspective oh, on the nice. world Double of professional wrestling. Crap. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, the legacy of the Attitude Era. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, this is your and Google podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast? And don't forget that classic Daily Motion. Daily motion where we celebrate nice rolling. Yeah. (laughs) The nicest rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snake eyes, brother. So why are we talking about the legacy of the attitude era, Craig? I don't know, Dave. Uh, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about this. There's a lot of talk about this. And the thing is about the attitude era is I I mean, we'll talk about it towards the end, but like we'll all give our opinions on it. Yeah, it had to happen, but I also feel like when you look back on it, it wasn't great in that sense. Like as far as like quality, you know, we had the ruthless aggression sure. era right after that, and that was all good shit. Um, and even some stuff in the new generation era, you know, with the ladder match from Ramon and Michaels and all those feuds. There's a lot of yeah, bright right. spots. The Attitude Era is this thing in time that I think a lot of people romanticize, but when you really go back and look at some of it, you're like, this was shit. Like a lot of this was shit. However, the right Romantic characters crap. hit at the right time. The, the culture of America, not just the wrestling fans, but the culture of America was changing. And in the mainstream, we'll talk about the popular shows, talk, sh- talk shows, cartoons that were popular in the mainstream here in the late 90s helped shape like what America became. And I think the Attitude Era uh, was it was hard to shake it afterwards, like legitly, like when you got to the Ruthless Aggression Era, it was very hard for Vince like to not to lay off the Attitude Era. Like, can we try can we try some smut today? No, yeah. let's not. We're, we're not doing that. We're PG now, Vince. Are you sure? No. Are we doing a fair? No, let's not do no, it fair. It's out so of weird. That. We're done it with is... that. Like, and it, yeah, that this this that part that part's a weird time. Here, I think it's been again. It's been romanticized so much. It's not as good as we remember it, but it had to happen, and it took a long time to shake the stigma of it. It really did. What I what I always said about this time was it's right. Top tier. Yeah, it's top tier. What what, what oh, for I nostalgia always, for sure yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, what I, what I always said, and I think I think mm-hmm. even like Meltzer and those like they tried to go back and watch these bras and like this is so bad except for what's on top. Like we dealt with a lot of bullshit to see what Austin was gonna do, to see what Rock was gonna do in these time frames, and just you forget about there was a ton of shit underneath that you're like, oh wow, yeah. this is bad. It wasn't this a huge roster. It, it it really wasn't a huge. They, they still kind of kept the production kind of down. It was certainly they they were literally in Craig, in the WWF. Sure. They were coming up off their ass. They were being mm-hmm. oh, yeah. eaten bad by WCW. So they were mm-hmm. picking themselves up and just going like, "Let's just do whatever we could do." You know, it took so a like long for the time first to year, scale up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it, just when I think time. of the Attitude Era, you just think of. A stadium full of signs where oh yeah everyone brought a sign and it that was, like yeah. that live shot it was alive Austin three sixteen it was it was in the moment it was crazy yeah yeah that's just right the vibe the vibe of the nostalgia was like something that we'll never see again no, like it was like this energy that was like and the competition between both promotions was like this electricity every oh. Monday it was this electricity and that like i'll never forget i will never forget the moments like remember you crazy. had uh on the bottom you had ecw still fucking lighting a fire too yeah. right yeah 
It was rabid. Kind of pushing the, pushing the narrative of what mm-hmm. to, what's acceptable and what's not. And yeah, for sure. Kids, we didn't have two TVs, okay? So we had to fight to see whether we wanted to watch Nitro or Raw at that time. So you re- just I had recorded the one and then so, watched the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Flip. So when, while we were watching live. Well, it was the best but that's the that's the get off our lawn moment of the podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Attitude Era was a period right. in which the what World Wrestling Federation (WWF now WWE) used the term WWF Attitude to describe its programming from November 9th, nineteen ninety seven, to May sixth of two thousand two. It began during the Monday Night Wars, a period of which WWF's Monday Night Raw. Later, Raw is War went head-to-head with WCW's Monday Nitro in a battle for Nielsen ratings each week from September 4th of 95 all the way to March 26th of 2001. WWS programming from this area featured adult-oriented content, which included increased depicted violence, profanity, and (laughs) sexual content. This was like, we're going to go Jerry Springer is what we would hear. uh, Right, yeah. And this is going to get wild. And they're like, okay. Um, and it was, it was amazing how much what was, uh, was, was available. I don't say available, but was allowed um, in this time frame, which I'm sure we'll get into in more, uh, more, more detail, but we're talking about, there was, there were certain things that could record here and, and, and play here that couldn't play in other places. I mean, this is, this is nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Jess, what do you, what do you well, think? At the end of 97, like a lot of things change in television, like South Park being one of them is people don't I think they sleep on South Park in the sense that they was just a cable channel. They were on Comedy Central. But in late 97, when South Park debuted, it changed the way that you could view television and what was allowed. And even though it was cable, it didn't matter. Like you could always kind of curse on cable. People just never did it. And then all of a sudden, when South Park comes along, they're like, you can do that. They're like, yeah, you could do fucking anything like on it and then the advertisers yeah. at first were like this is terrible the, what, what are their ratings how many people watch mm-hmm. we'll buy a share we'll, we'll buy some time and that's what vince jumped right on that so bischoff always said like when i finally got hall and nash and we decided to do the nwo storyline and we had the cruiserweight division we wanted to attack the 18 and over demographic because vince was always about kids and families so he's like, we're not going to try to compete with him like everybody else did before. We're going to do the college students that in their 20s and early 30s, and we're going to do more reality-based television. So the NWO was very risque. They didn't push the envelope as far as language or anything, really. They were just very, like, real. It was all real. Their real names. Mm-hmm. It was black and white. It was just different. So that he captivated the college crowds. Then South Park comes along in late 97 and just changes the way everybody views television. Jerry Springer got really big in the late nineties. And so Vince was like, well, wait a minute. Like uh, if they're beating us bad with like appealing to the 18 plus crowd, so are we, but we're going to be more smutty. We're going to be Jerry Springery. We're going to be crash television. And that's where Russo kind of came in at the time too. He got in Vince's ear. Dude, are you going to listen to these guys like Jim Cornette and Patterson and all them that just, they want to do shit from the seventies and eighties. That's nobody wants that. Look at this other channel. Look at nitro. They're fucking killing it. It's like, it's this reality based. Look at their set. It's metal WCW and big metal letters across the stage, like fire and like the lights and everything was so it's now it's, it's fresh and new bro. And so he was, and again, (laughs) when he's not governed, Russo's terrible. So I'm not an advocate for Russo at all, but he was the guy that just started talking to Vince going like, dude, 
dump this old shit. We got to try something new. We're getting the shit beat out of us. What what do we have to lose? We're already getting the, sh- the crap beat out of us every Monday. So Vince was finally like, okay, that's when Vince did the, quite frankly, we feel you're tired of having your intelligence. So, you know, and that whole thing, you know, when that happened, it changed everything here. So it was really a derivative of WCW. Bischoff, of course, will pat himself on the back all day and be like, it was because we turned the heat up on the 18 plus yeah. crowd. We borrow from such program niches like soap operas, like the days of our lives, or music videos such as those on MTV, daytime talk shows like Jerry Springer and others, cartoons like the King of the Hill on Fox, sitcoms like Seinfeld, and other widely accepted forms of television entertainment. We in the WWF think that you, the audience, are quite frankly tired of having your intelligence insulted. We also think that you're tired of the same old simplistic theory of good guys versus bad guys. And, and that's when Vince is like, well, we're going to go further than you. We're going to go more than real. We're going to go smutty. We're going to go soap opery. We're going to go Jerry Springer and South Park. I mean, even fucking Road Dog and uh, Golga would wear Cartman shirts. You know what I yeah. mean? Coming out mm-hmm. here. So it was just such a different yep. era. Like, it was so crazy. So crazy. John Tinta, baby. John Tinta was <laughs> a big part. He's the godfather really, of the attitude. It really ruined shit for a long time. <laughs> like, it really did. <laughs> <laughs> The Attitude Era marked the rise of many WWF wrestlers, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, what? Triple what? H, Kane, what? Mick Foley, and various personas, Kurt Angle, DX, and The Undertaker, who was Indeed. already a veteran but continued to gain popularity there. One week after the Montreal Screwjob, um, go back into our archives if you want to hear about that. We've talked about that over and over. McMahon gave an interview with Jim Ross in which McMahon work, explained right? his actions and infamously claimed that Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. Bret screwed Bret. Uh, Bret screwed say. Bret. That's right. The WWF <laughs> successfully went on to parlay uh, fan resentment towards McMahon, whose position is with the black the eye. WWF yeah. Rarely acknowledged <laughs> on Bret. screen prior to the Montreal <laughs> screw job into creating the Mr. McMahon character, a villainous, overbearing boss. McMahon's new heel character would become a major part of WWF's transition to reality-based storylines, particularly in his rivalry with Stone Cold Steve Austin. This changed everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, they. Uh, you could read on the next couple ones here too, because I have a lot to say about like Austin's promos and stuff. And really, like, I think Austin kind well, of indirectly gave Vince the confidence, like, to do a lot of this shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Austin's like, let's go do whatever. I'm thinking about hitting you head with that pan, you know? Well, what are you thinking about over there, Austin? I'm trying to think. Well, in the, in the, the, the King of the Ring tournament, of like, I know it was in I know it was in 96, but really, like, Joe and I talk about this often because Joe was over at my house in King of the Ring 96, and we loved Austin from WCW, so we were just glad sure. he was finally getting a push. Hey, bro. So, the, the promo right. was great. The promo was awesome because Austin's a great professional wrestler, and he's a great promo. So that wasn't the, the 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 thing that Joe and I remembered the most was the word ass. And like D- Vince had never let that stuff come across on his airwaves ever. And so even though, yes, this was pay-per-view, but the fact that he was kind of bashing Roberts and about his beliefs and about his alcoholism was a little, whoa, yeah. shit. Like we knew that Vince was allowing different stuff to happen. But then when he said, Austin 316 said, I whipped your ass. Joe and I looked at each other and were like, hey, I've uh, never heard like he Jess. talks like a regular guy. He talks mm-hmm. like a normal guy. And that that yeah. happened in 96. So they still we were they stuffed Austin we, down a little bit because Vince uh, was scared. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. 
because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. Can we give Cuz a chance to to no, no, Austin no, no, version? No. Oh, all right, oh, Cuz, don't I'm be in line with they want. That's whatever. I'm more in line with RVD right now. So, you know, ah, you sit more there and thump your Bible. You say yeah. your prayers. It didn't yeah, Austin get you was anywhere. Uh, Austin was. It was so different. And then they did. They they kind of struggled with Austin for a bit. And then in '97, when finally again the backstage people mm-hmm. Russo started getting in his ear, going, "Dude, let this guy go." When you really think about Austin, Austin was not really risky. He was just real. Like he was just a guy that would say, I'm going to whip your ass. That's how we would talk in casual conversation in real life. We wouldn't say, I'm going to kick your butt. You know, it would, it was never like that, but WWF programming was like that. And then when Austin said, I'll whip your ass, we're like, holy shit. Like this is so people could talk like this. That's what we're doing. And all of a sudden, Bret Hart wanted to cuss to get up a notch. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I, I thought bullshit. the remaster was really gonna the remaster was really gonna take off. I really I was confident. The remaster the remaster was cut short, in my opinion. Uh <laughs> so, yeah, it's like and, and the, Again, the Vince it, the Vince and Austin feud was very soap opery. Vince was like this villain, the soap opera villain. And like great so it, it became I know they say reality based, but it was all storyline driven. You just wanted to get this fucking guy, like you wanted Austin to get him. And then they had this whole year where he would drive into the realistic. cement truck or a beer truck, or he would dress up as a cameraman and then throw his fucking hat off and yeah. beat the shit out of Vince, or uh-huh. show up in the hospital as a doctor and beat the yeah. shit out of Vince. And it was fantastic. And that's Over the wide. that's the difference that NWO was more of like we're gang, we're kind of gang, and we're coming in, and we're just going to be. You don't know what we're doing, and we're we're crazy. And then like, but Austin and Vince was like a classic. Like I'm going to get you. I'm going to get my boss. I'm going to fucking get you. You might own this company, and you might have all these bodyguards around you, but I'm going to get you. And Austin would just dress up like there was the one that I found out when fucking they had a cage match, and then Vince kicked everybody out of the cage except for the cameraman, and then. Of course, if you see the back of the cameraman, you're like, God damn it, that's Austin. He has a stupid wig on. And he turned around and he threw the camera down. And he looked at Vince and he took the wig off and the place went nuts. And he starts beating the shit out of him. And then all the corporation has to climb in. Like every week it was like, how's Austin going to infiltrate? Vince at the beginning would be like, okay, okay. You, he will not get to me. And it's it was beautiful. It was so telegraphed and so perfect. And then like, but then the other stuff that we'll talk about was like the shit they were throwing against the wall. May Young giving birth to a hand. Choppy, choppy, pee pee. You know, they were trying anything they needed to do. Uh, the Godfather, uh, Val Venus, like all of this stuff was like fun just stuff. this. It was fun at the time. Like I said earlier, it was the energy. But you look back and you're like, God, like how obvious was that? They were so smutty. But another purpose and, an, another you know. part that's kind of a even though it was it wasn't the best in, in the limelight at the time, just but it, it broke open to where we are today. And the amazing female talent that we see today is that after a three year plus hiatus, the women's championship was was revamped in this time frame too. Yes. In '98, and it had Sable and Sunny, you know, kind yeah. of like being that those those big symbols. I mean, and then you, you you had to be you know, hot. China, Lita, Trish. It wasn't pure res women's wrestling, but at least they did bring it sure. back and elevate it. And- but they, but it was there was a there was a period where there was just it was wide open. It's like yeah. any ideas you got, let's go, and getting women back into the ring, which Vince was not a fan of. I think at that moment, it's like it just doesn't work. Who can like forget uh, Miss Jackie and uh, fucking Sable Royal Rumble yeah. 2000 bikini off? 
Like, I but, mean, like, and, honestly, and like, like, like Sunny was like the most downloaded woman in America, according like in in ninety six and ninety seven, yeah, like, yeah. And, and that was that that was as more of a valet even before she even got into the into the ring, right? So, Sable, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, not to Jess's point of like going uh, attaching the audience more than kids, like. The most or- organic thing was the 316 signs you saw after King of the Ring, which like led sure. to that. But then it was like there's nothing more than getting away and knowing that you're not targeting children from right. um, doing uh, years plus worth of angle where you're against your boss. When everyone was <clears throat> everyone we knew was in shitty jobs and everyone wanted to tell their boss to fuck off and everyone wanted to get that revenge. And it's what connected and resonated with yeah. everything then. So that's what they kind of ran with. So it wasn't just like superhero Hogan. It was basically like a relation of a real working man getting yeah. a one up on the dude that's paying your salary. So, and that was the hub. Well, and then, like I said, below it was all the low hanging fruit, like the yeah. birth to a hand, you know, all this other stuff, the choppy, choppy pee pee. Yeah, there's some, the she was, she was yeah. six. just trying to get some laughs. Six. Like, right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, don't forget WWE also signed a number of wrestlers who left WCW during the period. We talked about Waltman in earlier episodes. He was one of the first, but, don't forget that Jericho came over. That was a big, that was a huge segment. In 99, that was, yeah. yeah. WCW wasn't quite dead yet. It was on the decline, but like Jericho was like the the other big guy that popped over. Who is, he was yeah. red hot on Nitro and Bischoff just fucking let him go. Yeah. And it's like, what are we and doing then, here? Jericho's and, amazing. And Jericho. Gi- the giant left, known as Big Show later, and the yep. Radicals also moved over. This was, it was a lot of people. Oh, it yeah. was definitely um, uh, just fleeing the coop, so to speak. So Some heavy hitters. Um, don't, don't forget, like the Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian were fi- were featured oh. in some major matches. Oh my here. god! Brought tag wrestling back. They brought tag yep. wrestling back. Oh, the yeah. New Age Outlaws. Trendsetters, yeah, huh? just just phenomenal. Yeah, New Age stuff. Outlaws. I may require a little assistant, a little assistance, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Degeneration X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champions of the Yeah, D-Generation X, Nation of Domination, so many factions. The Corporation, Ministry of Darkness, Corporate Ministry. And I actually Brood. like Corporate Ministry. There was so many factions where like, it's like, just do factions. Let's Fuck. do it. Like, just everyone's it. in a faction. The whole promotion. NWO was super popular. Other. Let's do it. Yeah. But it, but but NWO uh, is like is like taking over. The ministry the are like, NWO. hey, let's, let's team up and try to take out the other faction, right? It's, like I feel like factions are more survivor esque. Or like, would you like to form an alliance? Yes, I would. Oh, thank you. Um, and that's what factions are. So NWO is is, is different. Like, yeah, factions never take over an entire network, right? Um, factions do what they're supposed to do. You know, to to it, it keeps Roman going. It uh, makes it makes evolution. You know, fantastic. Unless the network God. takes over you, like an ECW when Cyrus was the representative mm-hmm. of the network on TNN. There you go. Come on, that's part of the Cyrus. ECW. Oh my God, Jess, I can't believe I'm going to read this right now. The Hardcore Championship was established on November 2nd of 98, and this chaotic division involved no disqualification. Falls count anywhere matches that would start and then would be taken outside the ring. I think Goldberg won a couple hardcore titles. Blood was involved. To your point. No. I heard people got pinned in their sleep. My favorite thing about that was uh, was, this was during the infancy of the internet. And people were convinced that it was the belt that Mr. Perfect smashed when he feuded with Hogan in 1990. 
That remember on that Saturday Night's main event when Perfect stole holding his belt and smashed yeah. it with the hammer. Everyone was convinced that this is the belt. They just put tape over it and changed it. it and I was like, it wasn't, but it was kind of cool. That like people cool were like, that's lore the lore story. Yeah, that's cool the story. belt that that, that smashed. That was that has to be. Oh, it has to be. Man. It's so funny. Yeah. I may require a little assistance. A little assistance, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Degeneration X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champions of the World. The Rude Dog, Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the new Wow. And this era drew to a close on May 6th of 2002, and WWE changed its name to WWE and ceased the Attitude Era. Uh, branding. Uh, that's ruthless when, um, aggression. That's when ruthless aggression. So came my in big thing about it is, I want all of us to talk about like what what we feel the legacy. Obviously, it had to happen. The Attitude Era. It had to for WWE to pull. You know, we always we always joke and well, talk about what if Vince never decided to go to the adults if he just was hell bent on kids. It's always going to be kids. Like you know, you and, know and Vince you know went back. You know Vince went out of business. Like what would have happened? WCW would have folded anyway. The right guy I mean, had to true. do this, you know. Vince, but like, Vince it's just it's weird. Yeah, he, he was. He, he talked about it. He was. He was. What cuz? What did cuz say? Every week, Vince, Vince finished, finished the story. The story. Yeah. It was gate to gate for years, and I, I, at the end of this whole thing, the one thing that really sticks out to me is the fact that I didn't. I didn't remember just until you brought it up here in the notes that for three years there was no WWF Women's Champion. They just fucking scrapped it. They just bye. You know, Medusa left and dropped it in the trash and and dropped it in the trash. And and Vince like said, I'll just leave it in the trash then. I'm not gonna like make a big deal out of it. I'm not gonna I am Medusa, always have been Medusa, and always will be Medusa. This is the WW Women's Championship belt. Whoa. Wait a minute, what look. That indeed it is. Fresh can. And that's what I think of the WW Women's Championship belt. This is the WCW. I am now in the WCW. But as 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 like they were trying to appeal to sex appeal, right? And trying to appeal to this demographic of men that wanted to see pretty women, which is it sounds like a black guy in the industry, and it kind of is. At the same time, it's necessary to bring forth the amazing women's wrestling that we see today, not just in WWE, but all over the world, it wouldn't have happened without this moment. And it, it's kind of, it's kind of a shitty thing, but it, it is also a Phoenix rising from the ashes of this bullshit. And um, kudos to the ladies, man, I, I, from coming from that and being able to, to be like legitimately known, I, I can main event WrestleMania and it's happened. Um, it wouldn't have happened without this moment, but it is a bit of a stain on how it starts. You know, I think it belongs sure in the time capsule that. that it's in. I think when you go back and watch it, Russo's sure. theory was like just crash TV. If you go back and watch a lot of pay-per-views in 99, right. they were yeah. hard to watch. Whoa. A lot of the matches were two minutes long, 30 yeah. seconds long. It was yeah, just two storylines. The, ma- the main events were, you know, if Taker took on Austin, they would wrestle for 20 minutes, whatever, and they were good. But I mean, like, it, it just... It was such a different a lot formula. Of shit underneath, and bro. 
so different. Even afterwards, you know, we look back affectionately now. Uh, who knew that the Ruthless Regression era was going to be like the best wrestling, the best storylines, like, you know, for era. a long time. But like, I feel it, it took them a while to shake the stigma of the Attitude Era because Vince would always try, weird. right? But yeah, he would always try. He would always go, you know, Schnitzky kicking the baby. I didn't, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, they would always try these weird uh, Katie Vick. They were always trying this bullshit. It's weird. Because they that thought let... they could, they can harken back to the attitude era and pull it back, but it belonged here and it belonged. It, it should have yeah. stopped when it did. And then they moved on forward. And like Dave said, so many other great things came out of the attitude era that, that were able to blossom afterwards. But uh, this is so many people talk about this time period, the attitude era, the attitude era, you know, and yeah, it was, it. it was majorly influenced by WCW. And a lot of people don't give WCW credit for lighting that fire and getting that Vince and staff to be like, do we got, they were back. We they were backed into a corner, man. You know, WCW didn't finish the yeah. story either. That's why they, they nobody That's finished it. the story except for Vince. No, yeah. the only one that made a good point. Are... Cause made it, you made a good point earlier. Cause ECW, they were ripping ECW off oh, for like four it. years. Like dude, they were from like 94, 95. They were stealing. Vince had, uh, oh, yeah. in 95, he had ECW on his television. They, they took over yeah. raw in 97. Right. Like, yep. so like they, you know, he helped them out with pay-per-views and stuff. And like, so there was a ECW actually was a really big part of it. I mean, you look at WCW 99, they had Sandman. They had all these other people that they just yanked. Vince was taking paths, the Dudley boys and all the stuff. Like they, everybody yeah. was pulling from ECW. ECW is, has, a, has a big voice like in this too, that people and, don't talk about. And let's not pretend this was like fringe either. This was completely mainstream. So I remember it going was. out and buying all four TV right. guide covers with Rock right. uh, yeah. and Austin. In Entertainment the main... weeklies, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had broken. The times when wrestling is at their apex and its best is when it breaks through the mainstream, right? So. Yep. We're kind of still waiting for that a little bit, or maybe that'll never kind of happen again because it kind of is mainstream. I mean, they kind of already do because they already yeah. go. They go on a lot of the yeah. talk shows, and yeah, the, you know, they they do actually. It's kind of like I mean, look at now. Rock's career, like, you know? Cena's career, like it yeah. is. It's like yeah, it's a natural, it's kind of like, like a normal transition. thing now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But back then, it was like despite all this kind of smut and despite it was kind deal. of the, the parents' television council kind of like shut them down. It was just kind of a different time. Like NYPD Blue said that for the first time, they said shit and cable you could do whatever you wanted after 9 p.m with different rules than Come like on. network and so it's like everything they, was better back then movies it, shows it video was. games wrestling cartoons everything was better. Come on. it was it was a lot of fun it all went hand yeah. in hand it was they a, all it was other. but i think it went yeah. over the end and when craig says when it went mainstream that's when it gets dangerous because it's not special anymore yeah. it's common yeah no yeah, and then, exactly. yeah and then really with the janet jackson nip that's, slip it changed, yeah. the world changed. I was just like saying, it's, it's, yeah. it sounds like you're talking about you're talking about Green Day fans no. when everybody started liking Green Day. They're like, I don't like Green Day anymore, right? Because well, like now, yeah, it's, it's true. They went mainstream, so WWE yeah. is mainstream now because it's like it's it's natural just to see it in the news or on a talk show. It's it kind of yeah. you're kind of just like whatever about it now. You're like, oh, that's cool. It's not a big deal anymore when they're on the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It's like, of course they were on that morning because the number one actor in the world they're... is fucking uh, was a former wrestler and. Oh, yeah. Austin's name recognition and Cena's yep. they all wow. have like that Batista uh yeah. Cena yeah. like they're all just trying to follow it it's like it's it's all it's part well, people, of the zeitgeist now. you know people it's finally got their head out of their ass about wrestlers like oh fuck they're stuntmen and they're actors and actresses like oh shit like yeah we yeah. do this all the time in Hollywood it's just so funny there was this yeah. stank like stank on wrestling and then when they realize like they do everything you do but live and they're like yeah. oh fuck they do like yeah, yeah it, wow like Jericho <laughs> took acting lessons like to because he he wanted to be better so when he came back as a heel the suit wearing Jericho he mm-hmm. went to Hollywood and took acting lessons to be 
to take pauses when he should and like everything. He's like, we we were born to do this. This mm-hmm. is what we do. And like it's so finally Hollywood now is accepting like wrestling, going like, oh, you guys were just doing it, but yeah, kind of better. Um, like in, thank, you know, thanks, all these uh, years. thanks, James. Same, thanks, James Gunn, for that. Thank you. And, but it. like, I mean, talking about work rate and the quality of matches back then, I mean, Jess is Jess is right. Like there was so much filler and fluff that was garbage, and they had two kind of yep. co-mains and um yep. and that was about it, other than like a highlight rock, of a rock, hardcore rock, match, rock or Austin, like a Hardy Boys or attack match. Kept, kept us engaged on top, and but then the, you had a bunch you of do get the little DLC. gems like you know, yeah. Triple H and Rock ladder match at SummerSlam '98. You find yeah, these yep. little gems through '98. I mean, but, we talked about Jeff Jarrett and Winter Three Kid and the hair match and everything. There was a lot of the it, TLC it, you know, stuff, get, the TLC era. My god, oh my god, like, yeah. Well, because you had you still had Patterson back there. You still had Pritchard. Like you still had people that remembered the old days. They're like, you got to tell a story in the ring. So while you had Russo, kind of just like, yeah, we'll do a skit where we chop his dick off and all that stuff. But then there was other people on the other side going, that's fine. But like Austin could wrestle, so let's let Austin go twenty minutes, like you know, and have a good main event or whatever. Oh. Like you know, so I wish Brett would have lasted longer in WWE because. If Brett was in there in 98, god damn. This like, is the, bullshit. I told you, he didn't get to finish the story. He didn't finish the story. No. Like, no. WrestleMania 14, it wasn't Nobody Sean. Nobody gets to finish the story, Austin. right, like, guys? Yeah. Only only certain people do. Vince got to finish the story. Hogan, when he beat Andre, that was him finishing the story. Stone Cold winning the title, that's him finishing the story. WCW didn't get to Brett finish never the story. Got to. Brett didn't get to finish the story. Well, I think WCW yeah. refused to finish the story. That's why they... That's no, why yeah, they you're right, was. actually. Yeah. Did it... Was there ever an NWO? NWO should have come to an end. Yeah. It, no. it should have been with Sting. Sting should have been. Yep. Sting should have finished the story. We then, all know that. Yeah. I'm just saying. So should be the next topic that we story. do is like uh, today's topic: story. finishing the story. It's so true. Because yeah. wrestling is all stories. All of it is stories. And if you don't finish it, that's when it shits the bed. But if you finish it, it's like okay, like we saw. Or, that's when it's, or, it's just. It just. Well, means, I mean, think about it. Did Ultimate Warrior finish the story? No, his title run was a flop. So was it? That was his fault. Well, but it was, but like story. he never got a chance to. Yeah, he never got a chance to finish the story. <laughs> but did, but whether it's or not, isn't beating Hogan finishing the story? I mean, it story? is. No, I don't think so for him. Hogan got to get the title, and then he got to beat Andre, and then I was like, yeah, that's the my pinnacle, brother. Yeah, he put he he went to his peak. Like Hogan went to the peak of the mountain. Ho- Ho- Hogan finished. Hogan finished several other stories. Yeah, I know. And then he got to be the champion in the NWO, brother. Yeah, no Hogan interjected really in a lot of stories they had no business brother. being in. Hogan, he would just butt, it, butt in. Too, too many stories, brother. So wait, yeah, Flair winning so the Rumble things, finishes his story, right? That story, brother. Got to finish that story. See, Cuz is blowing my mind right now. This is a whole other topic. We just morphed into another uh, topic. I'm like, God damn it! I don't again, like the story can be never ending, or I don't know. Yes, this should definitely be another thing. Cody's got Flair, Flair, Flair's story. Flair winning the Rumble is the finishing the story, or not? And isn't it kind of weird that Vince actually allowed wrestling to dominate? Flair's story. Flair's story is always in with a loss. No, but Flair winning the Rumble in '92 is that not finishing that story? I no. think that's finishing that's that's finishing Flair's, Flair's pocket playing. story. I think Flair kind of goes in and out of reality. Like I don't know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel that like, how does it even go that long? Like, Flair's story ended with Macho pinning him, and that was the end of that story because that was his 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 his, his uh, heel run ending up. Okay, we should put a pin in this. Because there were, uh, <laughs> there's a big discussion about what, how, what, how long constitutes the story, or you know, because there was a, there was like a 15 minutes. Yeah, any, any last, uh, any last words thing. anybody wants well, to say about the attitude era? Anybody no, wants to rub it? It was the best time. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I mean, that's right. it, <laughs> so, no. it's so true. Cousin's Mr. Cliche <laughs> yeah. tonight, but he's actually right on everything. <laughs> he's like, just story. Like, it was hey, the best time of the worst time. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's the best times and worst times when we're going through hard times, brother. Yeah. 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 I mean, so so Cody's it's probably it's probably it is the most famous and talked about era in wrestling history for all of its good, all of its bad, or whatever. But like, it did need to end, and we got really good stuff after it. Like Dave said before, the women's division, the ruthless aggression is something that we won't forget because WCW was done, and they had all this talent, and they finally figured it out after they dropped the stupid invasion angle. They really had some pretty cool like yeah. storylines and matches and all that. But Attitude Era belongs, I think, in a time capsule. I really do. Like, being, I don't know being if you a fan of the Attitude Era. Uh, before the Attitude Era, when you were kind of like we were almost like a, t- a top tier of fans that like the the mainstream fans like would in that would come in like and during the Attitude Era and you would talk to them, but you were still like a cut above because you were watching wrestling way before. Because yeah, we were watching era. It during the shit period. You I know, loved you remember, I loved yeah. being like a fan, like a long time fan, even during the Attitude Era. Where it's like welcome oh, to the man. fold, but there's a lot you got to learn. Okay, you know your yeah. History. There's a lot that happened just, here. Yeah. Okay, let me see your ticket. Like, okay, you're that's okay. true. So true. Like, wrestling fans are super protective, especially like we yeah. we watched Mabel and Diesel in '95. So you hold yes. your fucking horses. You, you haven't lived through that. Train, you don't like, get yeah. to fucking cheer milk truck. Yeah, you okay? don't get to just walk in here like and yeah, it's buy so a true. 316 T-shirt and call yourself a fan. Okay, pal. That's why I love wrestling. Yeah, and that's why I love oh. Dave's T-shirt. Oh my god, Batista and Batista are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to live through fucking Undertaker versus Undertaker. Okay. Oh God! Chains, chains for Undertaker. That's what that was. Make it stop. The DOA. <laughs> Dave, make it stop. Pa- Gobble Dave, we ended. Okay, we had to let you gobble. I'm really. I've been trying let to make, make it stop. Let Dave make it stop. Minutes. What about let Los Dave Ricos, make it stop. Right? Oh my God! <laughs> and I'm about ready. Alto. Irish goodbye, the son of a bitch. I swear to God. In Alto. For audio fans, give us listen Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Strangle Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OW2019 or at Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. And don't forget that daily motion for Cuz, Craig, Jess, and Dave. This is the OWP signing off. Have a good one.